And welcome to a new episode of The Simpsons Did It. I'm your host, Steven Skolansky. And I'm your co-host, Robert Skolansky. And not only is it a new episode of The Simpsons Did It, but it is also a brand new season of The Simpsons Did It. And I know it's only been a week, but this this last episode left it on such a cliffhanger. I've just been wanting to know (laughs) who shot Mr. Burns. I... It's just been was it was it me. Barney was it Homer was it Mo was it Willie was it somebody we didn't mention? It's possible. I it, there's so many suspects and so many people want to do it. I figured it out. I figured it out. I don't think that they're they're not on air yet in in '95, but it was Stewie Griffin, right? Travel back in time to kill uh, Mr. Burns for yes. some unknown reason. Um, but before we get started, uh, because it's a brand new season, we're going to be doing an awesome giveaway. Uh, so at the end of this episode, make sure to stay out through the entire episode to figure out who shot Mr. I mean, how you can win this amazing (laughs) prize. We're going to be giving away, uh, three items. So it'll be three individual winners. All the items are going to be the same, but it'll be three separate winners. Just stay till the end to figure out uh, how to enter that. And mm-hmm. it'll be all through our social media. So um, if you don't already know, see, we're going to be talking about season seven, episode one, who shot Mr. Burns part two. And uh, we had to wait about uh, four months to find out who shot Mr. Mm-hmm. Burns back in the day. Um, Which, by the way, I never saw this. I, I've said this before on this podcast. I have never, I never saw this episode when it aired. I yeah. don't know why. Yeah. So it aired September 17th, 1995. Um, in our recap, Chief Wiggum investigates who shot Mr. Burns in an episode that parodies TV dramas. Yeah, <laughs> and a, film dramas, too. Like, there is... There was a lot of parodies in this one, and I thought they were absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Um, so we get a new couch, bo- uh, c- uh, couch board gag. Wow, I'm crazy. We get a new chalkboard gag, like always. I will not complain about the solution when I hear it. <laughs> awesome. So when we tell you who shot Mr. Burns, no complaining about it. Bart said so. Bart complained I... about it, and look, now he's writing on the chalkboard. Yeah. I, I, I enjoy the ending. Yes. It's a good ending, but we won't spoil it right now. We'll spoil it at the end of the episode. Um, and just let you know, is is it really a spoiler if this episode has been out for 27 years? (laughs) Exactly. So if you guys don't want to be spoiled, watch the episode first and then listen to us talk about it or just listen to us talk about it and get spoiled anyway. Yeah. Um, the couch gag. Oh, this is a new couch gag. It is a new couch gag. Beginning of season seven. So let's get a new couch gag. And it's gag. perfect. It's perfect. It is. It's like they made this couch gag for this episode. I'm well, pretty sure they kinda. probably did. I think yeah. they did. So the couch gag uh, this week is the theme from Dragnet that plays as the couch slides away and a police lineup height chart unfurls from above and the family, you know, lines up in front of it. And I don't know if these are their exact heights or not, but we see that Marge is just over seven feet with her hair. <laughs> yeah, Whoa. I, think, I think that makes sense. Yep. And Lisa is just a shy under three feet for an eight-year-old. 
Bart is exactly three feet, and Homer is six feet. Did you get Marge's height without her hair? I did not. I didn't even think about that. Oh my god, that's kind of dumb. I should have got that. I was just so in, I was just so enthralled about how tall she was with her hair. I didn't even think about it. I think it would have been funny if her hair was even taller than the actual height marker. Yeah. I think that uh, would have been funny, but seven feet with hair, man. She'd rival some basketball players. That's pretty tall. It is. Pretty tall. Um, so this week, uh, we continue on from last week's episode. Uh, we see a shot of a bottle of Vagrant's Choice Fortified <laughs> Scotch. May cause ejection of stomach contents. <laughs> I'm assuming that's if you dr- you don't drink it in moderation. No, yeah, well, or maybe even one shot of that stuff will expel your stomach. I'm not sure, but... Yeah, uh, I know. Fortified, what is fortified scotch? Is that, is that a thing? No, I don't think it is. Okay. So we see uh, Waylon Smithers uh, in a, <laughs> I think it's his apartment room. Man, I thought Smithers was so clean. I mean, I don't personally. Well, he's drunk. No, I, I don't think he trashed, unless he thought he shot Mr. Burns and he trashed his place. Most you've, never, your... you've, never, you've never trashed, trashed a room in a drunken stupor? No, Barney's place is completely trashed. Yeah, but he's a slob. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe maybe he gets drunken. Well, he also doesn't really have anything in his apartment that no, isn't trashed. he doesn't. Yeah. Um, and so uh, Smithers wakes up and he's like, man, I got a bet. Ba- uh, my mouth tastes like an ashtray. And he coughs up some cigarettes, which, yeah, if you, you ate cigarettes, you're like... So he smokes when he drinks, but then he also eats the cigarettes when he's done smoking. I mean, them. I get kind of hungry when I get drunk. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't eat cigarettes. I don't smoke cigarettes, so I probably wouldn't yeah. eat them. But uh, yeah, yeah, he just got hungry. So then we, uh, so Smithers uh, hears the shower running. And so he goes to the bathroom to find Burns is showering and alive. <laughs> and and Smithers is like, oh, it was just a dream. And he's like, he's like, Mr. Burns, you're alive. And Burns is like, I sure am. And the year is 1965, <laughs> and we're detectives on the hot rod circuit. And Burns tells Smithers, it's time to burn rubber. <laughs> and they are part of the Speedway Squad in, in color. color, which I think this is a possible reference to Police Squad in Color. I'm sure it is. Which it's hilarious. Yeah, so basically awesome. they're like so I love the I love the sequence. Um so we see Burns shoots a shotgun and like they're driving around and they're like chasing after bad guys and, and Burns shoots a shotgun which wakes Waylon Smithers up. So yep. it was all a dream. And that's what Smithers says. <laughs> and he's like he's like, maybe uh he, he hasn't become a, a drunken, hideous wreck, but he has because his room is absolutely just trashed. I want to know how much time there was between the him getting fired for not, yes. you know, following Burns's plan. Yes. And the and the actual town hall meeting. Like, what was that gap of time? Because I, I mean, feel like Smithers would take a good maybe week, week and a half to do yeah. that. 
Well, I mean, if you don't normally drink. Oh, maybe. Um, I would like to know the time between the end of last episode and the beginning of this one. Um, Is it like a, a couple week. days? A week? Uh, maybe a week. I don't know. Um, and so, and then Smithers coughs up cigarettes in real yeah. life. So, yeah, he, uh, that's a thing he does when he drinks. Well, either that or, like, obviously he had it in his dream. And yeah. obviously your senses can impact your dream smells. That is and, true. And yeah. So my guess is because he had the cigarettes in his <laughs> mouth, that's why he dreamed it. Yeah, that's, that's good. So now we see uh, Kent Brockman doing uh, some reporting on, on the scene. Kent's like, dozens of people are gunned down each day <laughs> in Springfield. But until now, none of them was important. So a poo's I'm not Kent important? Bro- what? So a poo's not important. No. Nope. I'm Kent Brockman. At 3 p.m. Friday, local autocrat C. Montgomery Burns was shot following a, a tense confrontation at Town Hall. Burns was rushed to a nearby <laughs> oh, hospital yeah. where he was pronounced dead. Oh, my God. He was then transferred to a better hospital where doctors upgraded his condition to alive. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. To to be fair, to be fair in news reporting, that's some good news reporting. Oh my God. That was absolutely so this happened. So this happened on a Friday. So when was Kent reporting this the next day? Because if it was the same day, you wouldn't say at 3 p.m. on Friday. You would say at 3 yes. p.m. today. Yep. Yeah. And even on a Saturday or a Sunday, you probably wouldn't. S- well, Sunday, you would probably say Friday. But is Kent a Monday through Friday? I guess you would know more. There's Monday through Friday news reporters. Correct. And there's your weekend reporters. Okay. Yes. Correct. So, but I mean. So maybe it was is- Monday? Because he was reporting it because he was off on Friday. Yeah. Uh, Maybe? I, it's I, it's possible. The other thing with the shot of Kent, though, is it seemed like there was a lot of light out. Uh, or am I just imagining that? You know, there probably was. There was. Uh-oh, they've completely forgot that the sun was blocked out because... Uh, but here's uh, the thing. You'll see later on in the episode by the... I, I mean, guess a lot of the whole episode looked like daytime. Like, okay, so, I mean, uh, when we get to and Homer's arrested and they're going going about their business, it's daylight out. Unless, was it it ripped down by then? Uh, It might have been ripped down by then. Okay, let's let's just go through the motions. We'll we'll see, because you're all right. I think even though the, yeah, I I feel like most of this episode, there's sunlight out. Yeah. Uh, So then we see uh, Kent talking to Wiggum. And Wiggum says they are talking to two witnesses who are close to the scene at, of, of the crime. So we cut to the police station where Eddie and Lou show a picture of yeah. Wayland Smithers to the two witnesses. And those witnesses are Santa's little helper and Maggie. So, but where's Mar? Like, yeah, you can't, inter- inter- you can't interrogate a baby without an adult supervision. Well, you're not going to get anything out of a, I, this is, but again, this is how incompetent the Springfield police are. 
Well, theoretically, they were the witnesses. They they were in the car. Okay, but this is some Black Mirror crap where they can, like, look into their memories. <laughs> yeah. No, but, I mean, realistically, aside from Jimbo, Maggie and Santa's Little Helper were the two only other witnesses. Yeah. So, um, I, I love how, like, Eddie's like, they're not going to talk. Well, no shit. One's a dog, can't speak English. The other one's a baby who can't talk yet. Yep. So now we come back to the Simpsons house, um, where Lisa talks about how everyone had a motive to shoot Mr. Burns. And we're not going to rehash that because we've talked about it in the last episode. Obviously, you know, Bart Bart's dog got injured. Mo lost his bar. Burns can't remember Homer's name. So... <laughs> Yeah. And so uh, Lisa claims everyone in the Simpsons house had a reason and they all kind of just look away. And then uh, Lisa <laughs> uh, explains the motives for every every one of the Simpsons, except Marge didn't really have a motive. Yeah. I mean, Marge maybe, is the only one that didn't have a motive to shoot Mr. Burns. I know. Uh, unless, well, I mean, they and didn't she doesn't say, say anything about Marge. No. I mean, that is weird. I mean, the only thing Marge would have against Burns is she almost killed her kid with you know because he was up in the remember he was up in the treehouse yes except yeah, we never hear marge complain about that <laughs> yeah i mean she did paint him naked so she uh i guess she yeah. might have a little skin in the game yeah Maybe. i don't know but bart asks lisa what about her motive and she yells about about it she says i could never shoot someone and then bart lisa go back forth arguing you know and uh you could do it not uh uh-huh uh-huh and then Homer interrupts them, kids, kids, kids. As far as Daddy's concerned, you're both potential murderers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a great line. Yeah, Lisa lost her jazz program. Yeah, and, and Tito Puente. Yep, absolutely. So, you know, Marge says the police already have a suspect with uh, Mr. Smithers. And they're like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He, he did it. Oh. <laughs> uh. And uh, Abe says uh, Smithers. Uh, no, no, he calls he calls oh, Smithers Smingers. <laughs> yeah, Smingers did it, and says case closed. And asks for his hat. It says I'm going to the outhouse. And no, like I like they sit there. Walk, yeah, they sit there, and no one says anything. Then all of a sudden, he's like, Dad, we don't have an outhouse. Ah, my tool shed. <laughs> oh my god how long has Abe been using the dual shed as an outhouse <laughs> uh who knows oh my god i'd hate to open up that outhouse oh well we'll see we'll see in a couple <laughs> seconds what he did to that tool shed well kind of kind yeah. of yeah and uh smithers wa- we see smithers walking down the street saying he couldn't have been the one who shot burns and he pulls out a gun that uh, was uh recently fired Yes. Like, where did he even... Was that his personal gun? Yeah, that was the gun he had. Oh, okay. And he tries to remember what happened after the town meeting. And Smithers thinks that he struggled with Mr. Burns. He was like, you know, the guy's like, oh, get out of my way. And Smithers is like, I got to get going. And then you hear the gun go off. Yeah. 
And you know, Smithers drops to his knees to cry over shooting <laughs> Mr. Burns when a guy dressed in a muffler costume stops by and puts a brochure in his coat pocket. <laughs> I mean, obviously, Smithers was on about something, and the muffler guy yeah. was like, all right, I'm not going to interrupt. I'm just going to you know, tuck this right here. Just put it yeah. right here. He'll find it. He'll come back for mufflers. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah. And then we cut back to Homer hosing out his tool shed. <laughs> uh, yeah, Abe might have been using that tool shed for a while. I mean, how often does Homer use the tool shed? I mean, come why on. was it? I I I wasn't gonna mention it. Why is it next to the garage? And where does it go? Because we never see that tool shed. <laughs> it's the only time we ever see a tool shed. Yeah. I mean, I guess you got to keep your lawnmower and stuff someplace. I guess I don't I keep mine in the garage. Yeah, I don't know. We'll keep an eye out. It. We'll put a pin in it. We'll see if we ever see this tool shed again. <laughs> and so now Barney, Carl, uh, Moe, and the Barfly pull up to the Simpson house. And uh, Moe tells Homer that they're going to pull down Bird's sun blocking machine. And yeah, like if Homer wants to come. He's like, hey, do you want to join us and the the rest of the hotheads to pull down the machine? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, That's great. And Homer's like, yeah, sure. I've had enough of these rickets. So I was like, is rickets a real thing? And it is. Um, Rickets is a softening and weakening of bones, normally in children, usually due to inadequate vitamin D. It made it seem like Homer had been, like, when he was in that position... Yeah. To me, to me, it made it seem like Homer, like, I don't think I ever got the joke. Maybe it's something that I don't know, but it almost seems like, oh, he was like a horse, like, you know, people that ride horses. Yeah. Like people from the old West. He was like walking. It felt like he was like walking, like he'd been riding a horse <laughs> for So, for well, hours. but that's the thing. Ricketts, Ricketts, you know, weakens your bones. So he's got to walk in a gingerly manner. Oh, and I guess that's, that's how he chose to is. walk. I guess. Yeah. But yeah, here's the really thing. Odd. But here's the thing. When you look at that scene, they're in sunlight. Yes, they are. That's the animators that's... did a terrible job of animating the beginning of this episode to show the darkness. Yep. No, I like that's what I was saying. Like I, I think it was definitely weird that there was actual sunlight, or yeah. or it proved my point that the sun blocker did nothing because the sun fucking moves. <laughs> like then how, last episode, then... I was talking about this. I'm like, dude. The, the physics of it's impossible because the sun moves. So how does then, then is Homer just that unhealthy that he doesn't have that he that he well, has a vitamin a D dis- deficiency? I, maybe I just was wondering what the purpose of the joke was. Like, oh, yeah. that's what fight duh. Yeah, vit- vitamin D sunlight. Okay, now I yeah. get it. Did, okay. did you get it? Now I get it. Did, okay, did you get it. Took me a second. <laughs> wow. That well, took did, you well, a you while. Didn't, wait, you didn't know what you didn't know what Ricketts was to begin with. You I didn't know what Ricketts joke. was, but I knew vitamin D had to do with the sun. After you read what Ricketts was about, yeah, I didn't know what Ricketts were. But that's what I've I'm never saying. heard of Ricketts. I'm so not a doctor. No, but I know that. But you didn't know why Homer was walking like that without no, knowing. I didn't, I, what I didn't the definition know what Ricketts, Ricketts were, was. and then I read about Ricketts, and I'm like, oh, that's why Homer is walking like that. Yeah, but I'm saying pre this episode, you didn't know. No, why why Homer was walking like that? No, because I don't know what the fuck Ricketts are. Well, now yeah. I do because I yep. looked it up. Yeah, and so now we see Otto um, in his bus. 
Snake on a Motorcycle, Bumblebee Man in his KMEX TV van. I didn't know that's what station. I thought he was in Krusty Lou Studios, but I don't Well, I mean, you can be like studios have different TV stations. Oh, okay. And uh, Willie is on his tractor. So, yep. Yeah, that's how that's how Willie gets around is his uh his tractor. And a few other vehicles uh pulled down the sun blocking machine. Um <laughs> yeah, I I thought last episode that that machine came out of a mountaintop. I mean, that's the mountaintop was supposed to, right? I know. That's what I thought. This is just a flat piece of land. Yeah. Uh, animators forgot over the summer what happened yeah, in the guess, first part. I guess. Um, or maybe, maybe it wasn't supposed to like come out of anything and it was just propped up there and like the hinges just lifted it and like made it do what it did. Maybe they didn't forget. I'm not going to blame the animators for this one. I don't I know. Burns's model clearly stated that the roof of this mountain was going to open up and the sun blocking That's a things. model though. Models <laughs> don't accurately depict real life okay um and then we see that the machine falls down the mountain and yep. hits a town we hear screaming in the background and he's like what town did we just crush uh that was shelbyville yay <laughs> well we all know from the lemon of troy episode yep. that uh shelbyville's a bunch of assholes over there and they all have sex with their cousins so yeah crushing them's okay we'll allow it uh then we see the uh cathedral of downtown (laughs) of downtown springfield apparently yep um and uh there's a sign on it archbishop carries less than twenty (laughs) dollars yeah don't rob a church no and so then we see uh smithers going into the confessional and smithers like father I'm not a Catholic, but, well, I tried to march in the St. Patrick's Day Parade. (laughs) But anyway, I've got a rather large sin to confess. I'm the one who shot Mr. Burns. And then Chief Wiggum opens up the confessional window. (laughs) That's all I needed to hear. Boy, this thing works great. So that's, yeah, so technically if you murder somebody and you confess it to a priest, I don't think you're, you're protected. allowed to, yeah. You are protected under, I, I don't, uh, freedom of, the, the, the religion amendment, I believe, that well, the priest can't tell the police that you did it. Unless that's changed. I know in the past, like, like old school, that yeah. was not either allowed. That, either I, that or TV lied to me. Either, yeah, I don't I don't know. If any of you guys are Catholics out there and have committed murders and confessed to it, please <laughs> or, let us know or, if you've gotten away or, with it. Or if you've never committed a murder, <laughs> but you know what the rule is. I'm no lawyer. <laughs> yeah. Let us know. That would be absolutely fantastic. I do like how some people actually have uh, complained to me personally on our... Uh, instagram that's like that we don't do enough research but this is a simpsons podcast we watch simpsons yeah. here we don't want to do all the learning that's what we, we, we do that's look, what we have you guys for look we do some research i i yes. looked up rickets like we, we do we do a, we do plenty of research yeah 
If, so, if, if there's something you want to tell us that we didn't research, that's completely okay. We do love learning. Yes, we absolutely uh, love learning. But then, we it, shout yeah. outs. then we give you shout outs on the podcast for letting us know. But it, it does take some time to watch a single 22 minute episode. So, you know, sometimes we just want to, you know, watch it, you know, make sure we get all the key talking points down and then move on with our day. Exactly. So, um, now we, uh, uh, we see Smithers explain to the cops, um, in the police station that Burns, uh, had become consumed by greed and he would steal from anyone. And then we get a flashback to part one where he's going to steal the candy and he goes, uh, that's when he's looking through the binoculars. Yes. Yeah, he's the kid in the sandbox yeah. like, Hey, stealing candy from a baby. That sounds like a larf. Yep. <laughs> a larf. I love it. Oh, Mr. Burns with your old timey wimey words. Yep. So then uh, Smithers uh, says blocking out the sun cross the line, <laughs> which, uh, but stealing oil. Okay. Blocking out the sun bad. Yes. But he also says it crossed the line from everyday villainy to cartoonish super villainy. <laughs> yeah. And then we get the weirdest cut in of all time. Um, Cause it's, you know, cartoony. Uh, we get Dr. Colossus who butts in and he's like, ah, Burns is an amateur compared to me. Uh, Dr. Colossus then tries to escape using his <laughs> Colossus boots, but fails because he like hits it. And then he just hits this, the roof of the, 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 yep. the, the jail, jail cell. cell. And he's like, when is my lawyer coming? <laughs> you know, it almost felt like it almost felt like a uh, Family Guy cutaway gag. It did, it did, but it not 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 as lame. No. Uh, so now uh, we see uh, Smith uh, Wiggum bringing out Smithers to a gaggle of news reporters waiting in the hall, and they start asking him questions. Well, the one guy was like. What was he was saying? Like, someone was like, who are you? And why are you yeah. being handcuffed? <laughs> like, Kent's like, you're a rube. Yeah. And uh, Brockman's like, how does it feel to be accused of the attempted murder of your boss and mentor? Smithers <laughs> is like, Kent, I, I feel about as low as Madonna when she found out she missed t- uh, tail hook. Yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't get that reference. I didn't get that reference. And I wasn't yep. about to look into it because I didn't get it. And even if I looked into it, I still wasn't going to get it. I'm assuming Tailhook was like a movie or something. Yeah. Or a, a restaurant. Maybe. Maybe. Oh I don't know. God. Yeah. I, I have All no right. Clue. You're looking it up. Live. Live. Or not live because we're recording. But uh, that's as far as I'm going to go with that. <laughs> something to do with aviation. So I don't know. That's probably not what it is. So anyways, moving on. So then we see Krusty uh, and Mel are watching the news. And Krusty uh, is upset at Smithers for stealing his Madonna gag because, you know, Smithers watches the same programming apparently as Krusty. As Mel points out that Krusty stole that from last Friday's Pardon My Zinger, which is what Smithers saw it on. And Mel deduces that Smithers must have seen that show. Because Smithers, I don't know how Mel knows this, but Mel knows Smithers never misses it. And then he takes out a pipe and smokes it like he's Sherlock Holmes. 
Yeah. How the hell? Okay, I get that Mel deduce deduces that Smithers saw the episode, but how does he deduce that Smithers never misses part in my zinger? I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, they're going for a Sherlock thing here. Yeah. It's a little weird. Hey, Melvin Van Horn, man. Oh, so if you guys want to know about Tally Hook or Tail, sorry, Tail Hook. Tail Hook. Yep. Tail Hook refers to a, a notorious incident in which uh, U.S. Navy pilots allegedly committed sexual indiscretions at a convention. Uh, the gathering was called the Tail Hook Convention. Um, so how this uh, relates to Madonna, the pop star Madonna, for the purpose of this joke, is considered to be the sort of a person who would enjoy an opportunity to participate in such things. Oh, I Although women it. of loose sexual morals seem like a vulgar, uh, 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 the vulgarity called a tail. So that's why it was uh, tail yeah. hook. So it's the uh, U.S. pilots were chasing tail, basically. Yes. I don't like the joke. <laughs> no, it's definitely, you know, I I don't know who would actually, besides Andy McElfresh, I don't even know who would get this joke. I It's one of those jokes that the writers threw in there. They're like, oh, this is funny to us because we get it. And then you're, yeah, uh, Simpsons, uh, um, the people who view the Simpsons, um, especially in 95, I'd assume were mainly, I don't know, between the ages of uh, 8 and 18. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't, well, I mean, maybe up to 35, but maybe if you're in like your late 20s, early 30s, you might have understood this back in 95, but as I was 8. When this episode came yeah. out, there's no way in hell I would have gotten the reference. Nope. And I and and as an adult, now that I understand the reference, it's a terrible reference. Um. So, uh, Mel says he noted that Smithers watches Comedy Central because, as he said at the town <laughs> hall, he started watching Comedy Central. And Mel's like, uh, watching Comedy Central was quite unusual, which it was yeah. in '95 because I mean it. The network, as we said in the last episode, started in 91, and it really didn't start hitting its stride uh, until South Park in 97. Yep. So, so then Mel tells Krusty they must go to the police station, and they <laughs> do. And we find out uh, Mel, Sideshow Mel's real name is Melvin Van Horn. <laughs> yeah. And I'm and he's like, I'm with my esteemed colleague, Herschel Krustovsky. Yep. And I love how Mel's like, he uh, tells Wiggum they arrested an innocent man. And uh, so Wiggum's like, all right, Colossus, you're free to go. But stay away from Death Mountain, Dr. Colossus. But all my stuff is there. <laughs> yep. All, hey, all of his stuff is there, man. Yep. So, uh, so Sideshow Mel points out that Smithers could not possibly have shot Mr. Burns because he was home at three o'clock watching his favorite TV show, Pardon My Zinger. Um, and then as we find out here, um, Smithers remember so, so, so Smithers is with him and Smithers remembers that he left the meeting early so he wouldn't miss the show. And so in the first flashback of Smithers thinking of what happened, we just see like a black blob because yep. he couldn't remember who it was. Well, here that black blob comes into focus and it's Jasper. And uh, Jasper tells Smithers uh, he's walking too fast. The sidewalk is for regular walking, not for that fancy walking. 
<laughs> Jasper, yeah. not the police of the sidewalk. God, I hate oh, old that people. Was, that was great. <laughs> oh my god, old, that was fantastic. Yeah. And so then we see Smithers and Jasper struggle, and then we see Smithers shoot at Jasper. I mean, that's pretty uh, brutal, though. I mean, Smithers pulled out his gun to shoot an old guy for telling him to not do fancy walking. <laughs> he was in his way. He was trying to get home to watch part in my zinger. You're telling me if somebody was in your way and you were going to miss your favorite show, you wouldn't shoot him? I, I'm not an evil monster like Smithers, I guess. Okay, if you were drunk and you were trying to get home look, to look, watch Look, he's your... <laughs> an old man. You can just shove him to the ground. <laughs> You're not wrong. And so... Um, so Smithers says shooting Jasper was worse than shooting Burns. <laughs> yep. Uh, because obviously he doesn't, because Jasper isn't evil. And Krusty says, uh, about 50,000 volts worse. Huh? Yeah. Uh, huh? Giving you the electric. <laughs> um, and so um, Wiggum asks the question, well, if a second old geezer got shot, <laughs> why did no one report it? That's a good, that's actually a very good question. Well, I mean, okay, Jasper would have heard the gunshot, but he wouldn't have felt anything. But here's the thing. No, no, no. What Wiggum is saying, because Smithers doesn't know where he shot him. Well, no, no, no. I get that. But why it wasn't reported is because Jasper, yes, probably heard a gunshot because he was literally right next to it, but he didn't feel it. Like he he got shot in a wooden leg, so he didn't actually. Correct. But at this point, at this point, nobody knows where Jasper got shot. Wiggum no. is asking why nobody reported it, and we the reason we find the we find out the reason is because he was shot in a wooden leg. Yes, but Wiggum was asking why didn't anybody report it, and at that point we didn't know why. Yeah, and so they they all go to the retirement castle, and which is apparently now fixed. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's been only one week since the shooting, so. Um, take it takes long. a lot. It longer. doesn't take that long to fix a sinkhole. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> go to the go to the Corvette Museum in uh, in Kentucky, and they'll tell you how long it takes to fix a sinkhole. Look, they just put the retirement castle on a flatbed, moved it to a new part of Springfield, and duct taped it. There's no duct tape though. We never. I don't think we ever saw it from the outside. Yeah, we did. We really? get an outside shot, yeah. Oh. That's how we know it's fixed. Oh, well, I just assumed because everyone moved back in that it was a fix. I don't think we ever saw an exterior shot. We yet. did see an exterior shot. Did you not watch the episode? <laughs> no, I watched the episode. <laughs> Were you paying attention? Usually. Um, no, we get an exterior shot of the retirement castle. And we see that Jasper is just fine. And he reveals to the cops and Smithers that he got shot in the wooden leg, which he uh, he had no idea, which is weird because you would think, but it, like you I hear said, the he gun sh- feel it. Yeah, but don't you think you would still look to see if there was something there? No. Like if I'm struggling with some, if I have a wooden leg and I'm struggling with something, I hear a gunshot. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna like feel around my body and make sure nothing's bleeding. And then I and like uh, if I have a dude, wooden leg. You've never been shot, but from the people who have, you you feel it if you're shot. <laughs> well, yeah, it's not it's not like a mystery. <laughs> yeah, but like shot. in that moment, you're gonna like. I mean, you might not know it like within a first the first few seconds. Like if and even if you you do like gun goes off and you don't get shot, you might do the little pat thing, and Maybe. then you probably check your wooden leg. 
I don't know. And so uh, Smithers uh, asked Jasper for forgiveness for shooting him in his wooden leg. And Jasper's like, who shot what now? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Uh, So then uh, Wiggum tells Smithers that he's free to go. And Wiggum's like, he asked Jasper, do you know who shot Mr. Burns? Because (laughs) we really don't have any idea. Yep. They have no clue who shot Mr. Burns at at this point now. Nobody their, does. Their primary suspect is, uh, you know. Now, if I were Smithers, would you sue the police force? For, well, I guess, no. He no, because he turned though. himself in. Yeah, you couldn't sue him for wrongful arrest. Nope. Idiot Smithers. Maybe the police department could sue Smithers for wasting their time. <laughs> no, that's not how that works. No. So no. Uh, Ken reports that uh, Smithers has been cleared um, of all... Uh, charges and the only question is who is who is as bloodthirsty as Waylon Smithers and which is um, weird because Waylon Smithers isn't bloodthirsty no no he really wasn't he was upset at Mr. Burns but I don't think he really wanted to shoot him no and Marge comments that this is uh that in this case it wasn't the most uh likely suspect at least it's like in 95% of cases uh, it usually is the most li- most likely suspect and the other 5% is a deranged lunatic with no reason and they all look at homer <laughs> but <laughs> homer like, had a reason i had a reason so they flash back to homer uh, writing his name in spray paint on birds's wall and, and burns uh, barging in and them going back and forth and homer yelling his name at him yep yep and Lisa says uh, she doesn't think anyone in the family is capable of attempted murder. And I don't know if anyone else noticed this, but Maggie sure wakes did. up and looks at Snowball. And you see that, okay, <laughs> eh, you might think something's there. I mean, as, as a first watcher, I would never, I would have never that. noticed that. But uh, yeah, Maggie, uh, Maggie picks her head up. She knows something. She can't tell anyone, but she knows. Yeah. And uh, Abe says, you'll never know what you're capable of. And says, I didn't think I could shoot down a German plane. But last year, I proved myself wrong. I love how Marge is like, wait, what? (laughs) Oh, senile old grandpa. That wasn't last year. How do you know? Maybe he did shoot down a German plane last year. You don't know. Oh. Grandpa's ain't crazy. I don't know. I think he all dreamed it. He dreamed it. Um, you so, don't know uh, that. Yeah. You have no proof. None whatsoever. Yeah. So Lisa quotes Nancy Drew by saying, to solve a crime, all you need is an inquisitive mind and two good friends. And Lisa says she could she could help solve this case. And she's got an inquisitive mind, but she doesn't have two good friends. No. I mean, Bart could help her solve it. She's by Bart and Lisa so far have been really good tag teaming when it comes to solving mysteries. I mean, they've thwarted Sideshow Bob three times already. Yeah, but this so, is different. What are you talking about? The first. No. The first one was an attempted murder. Was it? No, it was attempted robbery. Attempted robbery. The second time was attempted murder on selma correct so yeah so they've they've solved an attempted murder yeah but that's only the second one was only because bart never trusted sideshow bob (laughs) and the third time bob kidnapped him yep yeah 
And so Marge tells Lisa she's too young to be solving attempted murder, which yeah. she already did. Yeah. Like, so uh, come on, Marge. Don't you remember yeah. Lisa saved your sister? And, well, uh, Bart, Bart did, not Lisa. I get. Well, did they work together? No, Bart no. solved most of it. Yeah. Okay, never mind. Bart's old enough to solve attempted murder. Lisa's not. Yes. And Marge asks her, maybe she could solve the case of who keeps putting mud in the freezer. And then Bart walks in, who wants chocolate ice cream? Wait, wait. I think I think I might have an idea <laughs> who's been putting mud in the freezer. Uh, I might prank, just have an idea. Great prank, Bart. <laughs> Don't worry. The, the rocks are actually nuts. Yeah. And uh, Wiggum tells Eddie and Lou that they have the bullet that sh- they shot that shot Mr. Burns, and Wiggum opens up his crime-solving guide. It's uh, Agatha Christie's Ten Trait Tales, and min- mispronounces the word motive. He's like, and motive, motive. <laughs> and uh, Lisa yells that Burns is the richest man in town, and it could be about money. And Wiggum <laughs> tells Lou, "Hey, good thinking, Lou." <laughs> Uh, I don't think Lou sounds like Lisa, but okay. Oh, well, Lisa's like down here. Yep. Which I don't know why they wouldn't be able to see her. It's not like the desk is like 20 feet tall. I mean, she's only three. She's under three feet. So the desk might be uh, just at her head height. Yeah, maybe. I guess so. Well, no, uh, because if you're like, eh, maybe, I don't know. I I still think he'd be able to see her. Yeah, probably. Yeah. And uh, Lisa says she's the one that said that. And she made a chart of all the suspects in the case. And I love Lisa's charge. It's like, Moe lost his bar. Barney lost Moe's bar. Principal Skinner lost his oil well. Groundskeeper Willie, no crystal slop bucket. <laughs> and yeah. uh, and Lisa goes through each suspect. And uh, this is where we learn Moe's last name is uh, Sizlak. Yep. Never knew Moe's last name before. Nope. And we also learned that Barney makes his money by sucking coins out of the love tester. <laughs> That's gross. Yeah. Oh, my God. And uh, Wiggum's like, hey, what about that jazz teacher that uh, got laid off? You know, uh, Mr. Samba, Senior Mambo, what, uh, what was it? Tito Puente? Yeah. Well, he did vow revenge, <laughs> but I can't see him uh, doing something illegal. He's in show business. <laughs> He's a cele. Let's roll, boys. <laughs> yeah, there's no celebrities that would ever uh, break the law. Nope, never. Not e- a single one. Ever. Nope, they're perfect human beings. Except Weird Al. Weird Al would never break the law. I'm sure he's broken the law. No, you've never seen. Oh, you've never. I got to send that to you. They have this whole thing of uh, Weird Al's like accomplishments. Yeah. Like this whole thing, this whole list of weird accomplishments at the bottom, zero sexual assaults, zero, some like zero, something else. And at the, at the very bottom, like be more like weird Al. Okay. So but like, when I but here's the thing. Okay. He hasn't done any of that, but you're telling me even as a child, he didn't like steal money from his parents. That's like not considered illegal. Still stealing. That's not considered. You know what I mean when I said Weird Al doesn't, hasn't done anything illegal. Well, that's because Weird Al's awesome. Exactly. Be more like Weird Al. But the, yeah. I, I got to send that. It's really awesome. I love that that uh, yeah. that chart. It's really, really cool. Makes celebrities should be better. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, we see that Tito Puente is questioned at the uh, Ches Guevara, um, and it's actually named after an Argentinian uh, Argentinian revolutionary. Yeah, Che Guevara. Che Guevara is that how you pronounce it? No, oh, uh, it's Che. Is that in the books? <laughs> it is. Yeah, that's where I got it from. Uh, which which side is it on? It's in the stuff you may have missed. Stuff I may have missed. Oh, there it is. Uh, oh, they don't actually put Che's name in there. It's because his real name is uh, it's spelled C H E. I think it. I think it is uh, Che Guevara. So I think okay. the last name is right, but they added the Z. And then do you know, now here's a, let's see if you remember your Spanish. Do you know, and I think I might know, I'll look it up. Uh, Palacio de Danza Cubana. Uh, the place of uh, dancing Cubas. I don't know. Let's, let's see if Steve is right. <laughs> and so we see that, uh, we see Wiggum questioning uh, Tito Puente. And uh, Tito's like, I, I uh, write a song for my for a revenge song. Um, and, Holy uh, crap, it's a real place. Oh, really? Oh, no. Uh, El Palacio de Dana is a real place. Oh. So, fun fact about this episode is, uh, Tito Puente and, uh, his Latin jazz ensemble. Actually, it's actually Tito Puente's real jazz ensemble. They just didn't yep. have Tito uh, singing and just music in the... <laughs> ah, so here's the thing. Okay, so... You, uh, you are kind of right. It's Cuban Dance Palace. Okay. However, it's supposed to be a Z and not an S in Danza. Oh. Because they, they, they wrote Danza and it's Danza. God damn you, Simpson writers. Learn how to write Spanish. Or maybe Correct. the uh, or maybe the uh, Korean animators didn't know how to <laughs> didn't know how to copy and paste. Yes. Um. So we get uh the uh song. We get the Tito Puente oh, slanderous is, mambo, and uh, uh, wounds won't last long, but an insulting song, Burns will always carry with him. So I'll settle my score on the salsa floor with this vengeful Latin rhythm burns con el corazón de perlo with a with a heart uh with a dog heart yes señor burns el diablo con dinero and I would like to p- point out <laughs> the devil the song, with money uh, during the song, one of the guys is playing a bongo drum with Burns's face on it. I like how which that, may that's... or may not, which may or may not be a callback to the time that Homer uh, used uh, Burns's head oh, as a bongo drum. Oh, good call! I didn't even think of that. Um, it may not surprise you, but all of us despise <laughs> you. Please die and fry in hell. You rotten, rich, old wretch. Adios, viejo. Uh, viejo is... what? I forget what viejo stands for. Yeah, and then we see uh, Wiggum applaud and Tito... You know, he's like, yeah, he's innocent. 
<laughs> and uh, it's like, gee, I hope all the suspects are this much yeah. fun. <laughs> uh, okay, so they called him old. Oh, okay. Viejo is, 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 is old, is that's old. right. So maybe like old man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like it. I, I wish, I hope all, I mean, all the suspects would have been fun, except for uh, the next suspect was was not not as as fun as, as Tito Puente because we go to uh, the police interrogating Skinner and he's just <laughs> taking forever he's like well I was at the town hall and uh, he goes you know he explains he was going to ambush Burns uh, but as he was putting on his camouflage he realized he took his mother's makeup. How would you not know that? Well, maybe he was in a rush. Putting on lipstick? Uh, you don't put on lipstick uh, for camouflage. Unless do you? Do you put on, like, black lipstick? I don't know. You could. You have to cover your... I mean, you gotta cover your face. Yeah, maybe. And but then, after... Uh, but here's the thing, though. He His face was full makeup. He didn't even yes. stop. He was just... He put on blush, eyeliner, rouge. Like, don't put on everything. He wouldn't know. And he was, he was doing it in front of a mirror, for God's sake. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then Chalmers walks in on Skinner. <laughs> and uh, and then you hear the gunshot from the outside. And yeah. Wiggum asks Skinner if Chalmers could vouch for him. And Skinner's like, yes. But anything else he says is a lie. <laughs> That's great. So the next suspect that... The police interrogate is Willie, one of the we best, in, second best, second best, inter, uh, second inter, best interrogation inter, of the episode. Correct. Uh, the first one, or uh, number one, is coming up in like two minutes. Yeah. So uh, this is a movie moment. Uh, so the police are questioning Willie, who is wearing his kilt, and he does uh, what is it, Kim Basinger? Yes. No. Uh, from Basic Instinct. Yep, the whole like uh, like crotch crossing. Shot. Th- yeah, yeah. And I love how Lou is like, "That's your final warning." And pulls <laughs> yes. out his gun. <laughs> oh, that was fantastic. Oh God, I t- you know so I've never seen Basic Instinct. I've seen it. I saw it. So when I used to work for Hollywood Video, I did this thing where I rented every movie alphabetically. I thought it was oh pretty fun. God. I watched everything. So I started with action, went to comedy, but I rented. Down our aisle, movies starting with A titles all the way to Z titles. So, like, it's literally everything? Everything. Just... I watched every... No, seriously. I watched every movie A to so Z. So, even, like, B titles? Yep. Oh, my God. Some of them you were probably so watched shitty, some. But... I was going to say, you probably watched some really bad shit. Oh, yeah. But I'll tell you, it was fun doing it. Either way. <laughs> yeah. So, uh... Um... Willie tells the cops he can't fire a gun because of his crippling arthritis from playing too much Space Invaders, which is fair because, you know, if you're at an arcade and Wiggum's like, ah, yeah, that was an addicting video game. Willie's like, video video game? So so was he playing it thinking he was actually killing aliens? Yep. Oh, my God. Yes. Well, Uh, what? Okay. What movie was it? Pixels? Uh, no. Um, uh, Ender's Game. Oh, yeah. 
that was uh, I, I obviously I don't know if it was necessarily based on Space Invaders, but the whole point of that game was it they found kids that were really strategically yeah. inept and basically they used them to play video games to destroy aliens. Yes, yes they do. So now we get the greatest um, interrogation of all where, time. Yeah, about of time. all time. Now, now I want to point out, I when I saw this, I'm like, oh, this was this episode? For some odd reason, I thought this interrogation was during the Springfield Files, the X-Files uh, episode. I, for whatever, I could have sworn it was that episode. Yeah. But I was excited it was this one. Yes. So, Officers Lou and Eddie interrogate Mo <laughs> while he's hooked up to a lie detector. And before we get into the interrogation, as fun as this scene is, lie detectors are not admissible in court because yeah. lie detectors actually don't work. They just don't. There's no scientific evidence behind it. You see it a lot in TV, but, like, lie detectors, you can't use it because it really all it is is monitoring your heart rhythm yeah and like you can just be super nervous and they're like oh you lied no you're just nervous because you're talking like who wouldn't be nervous talking to the cops even if they were innocent i mean i mean i get i get nervous when i see a cop and i'm not even doing anything wrong (laughs) yep so anyways eddie goes did you hold a grudge against montgomery burns i was like no (laughs) all right maybe i did but i didn't shoot him Eddie checks out. Okay, sir, you're free to go. I was good. like, good, because I got a hot date tonight. <laughs> a date. <laughs> Dinner with friends. <laughs> Dinner alone. <laughs> Watching TV alone. <laughs> All right, I'm going to sit at home and ogle the ladies in the Victoria's Secret catalog. <laughs> All right, uh, Sears catalog. Now, would you unhook this already, please? I don't deserve this this kind of shabby treatment. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely the best. Oh, that's great. I the love best. It's it. great. Uh, so now we cut to uh, back at the Simpsons house, and Abe is eating in the kitchen, and he's putting orange juice in his cereal? Yeah, he has a jo- it looks like a carton of milk, but it's not. There's an orange on it. No, so it's this, orange. Yeah, during this entire scene, and there's an orange on the label too. Like if you look okay. at the label of it, he's and he's pouring it into a bowl of cereal. I, I I'm gonna go back to my senile old man remark, man. No, there are people who put orange juice in their cereal. Ew, no, there's not. That's that's what we like to call psychopaths. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he's not senile. He's a psychopath. Apparently. Um, and Marge comes in to show him that the cigar, his cigar box is dug up and the gun is missing. And she's like, Abe, have you seen the gun? And Abe's like, why do you, why do you accuse me of everything? Who put the slippers in the dishwasher? Who threw a cane at the TV? Who fell into the China hutch? (laughs) That's one way to avoid uh, attention. Marge is like, geez, I was just asking if you saw it. And so she walks away, and Abe pulls the gun out of his pants. Yep. And he's like, oh, you're the bee's knees. I missed you so bad. That's a little creepy. <laughs> and Marge comes back in. She's like, were you talking to me? And Abe's like, yes. yes. And she's like, ooh. <laughs> uh, so now we cut back to uh, Wiggum at the police station. 
And Wiggum is upset that they haven't solved this case. And he's like, well, it's going to be a late night. So let me get some coffee. Aw, we're out of coffee. Well, maybe this warm cream will help. And he drinks the warm cream and then falls asleep. asleep. Yep. <laughs> well, it's warm cream, I mean. Yeah. So then we get uh, a classic TV moment where Chief Wiggum has a cream-induced backward... It's not really a backward-talking dream. Well, it's meant to. It's, uh, I mean, the reference... Like, okay, so it's not a backward-talking dream because obviously they're talking forward. But the yeah. reason for the subtitles is because in Twin Peaks that this scene uh, represents, yes. it was a backwards-talking dream, and they had the subtitles to show what yeah, they I've were talking for. Yeah, I've never watched Twin, Twin Peaks. Yep. I watched, so I can't remember what got me to watch it. I know it was on Showtime. Oh, I think it was because the new season of Twin Peaks started coming out, and I'm like, yeah. oh, I've never seen the old one, but I hear so many people liked it. So yeah. we watched it because it was on Showtime. Oh, gotcha. So then Lisa's in the dream, and she's like, uh, this suit burns better. <laughs> Don't eat the suit. <laughs> Look, it burns a suit. <laughs> Look, it burns a suit. <laughs> burns a suit. Burns a suit. I don't get it. <laughs> that was Wiggum. Wiggum, I don't, I don't get it. Yep. And so, uh, so then uh, Wiggum wakes up and Eddie comes in. And he's like, hey, maybe we should look at the old man's suit. And William's like, did you have the have same, same dream? Did you just have the same backwards talking dream with the burning cars too? Uh, no. I'm going to drive. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'll drive. Um, and so uh, we cut to Wiggum and Eddie in the uh, Burns' hospital room with Wiggum looking at his suit. And there's an eyelash. Now... I don't know how an eyelash got there. I mean, maybe I guess he rubbed up against the person that shot him. Maybe, but uh, we haven't, we don't know who shot him yet, but I no. personally don't think an eye, unless like the, the person in question was blinking and yeah. an eyelash fell off and blew onto his suit. It'd be pretty far fetched. Yeah. And so Although he did lean into the place where he got shot. Correct. So, maybe. so they, so they take the eyelash to uh, to the lab, and the tech, tech's like, well, it's going to take about eight to ten weeks to get the results back. And he just kind of, like, looks at Wiggum, and Wiggum hands him a carton of cigarettes. All right, it'll be done in 30 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> he had to bribe the lab tech. Well, I think that was one of the, uh, the um, things with old, like, 90s crime shows, like CSI and all those other ones. Uh, it always took forever to get results yeah. back from DNA and fingerprints and all these other things. Yeah. But it really yeah. doesn't take that long. You just put no. it into a machine and it tells you. Yes. So uh, Wiggum asks if the, he's got the whole town's DNA on file. And he's like, if you've ever handled a penny, the government's got your DNA. Why do you think they keep them in circulation? <laughs> oh, that's why they keep them in circulation. I just thought because they like wasting money on making pennies. Yeah. Well, every time you touch a penny, your DNA is on it. All right. So now we get the fun part. I paused it a couple times. So we'll go through what the book has, and then we'll go through what I was able to, to see when I paused the screen. So we get a we get a computer screen that like runs through a list of names on the computer 
before it stops at the Simpsons DNA. Yeah. But so some of the names that come up in the computer are Burns, Smithers, Flanders, Sislak, Oakley. I'm guessing for Bill Oakley. Yep. Nahaspi Papadalon, Apu, uh, Hutz, Wolfcastle, Kampowski. Wait, wait, wait. Wolfca- yeah, Wolfcastle's the real person. Yes. Okay. Uh, Kampowski, uh, Nixon, <laughs> Richard Nixon. So Nixon's Puente. in the Simpson universe? Oh, he is. Yes. Yeah, he is. Uh, Puente, Prince. Nice. Mole Man. Now, Martin Prince or Prince the Singer? Probably Martin. Okay. I don't think Prince ever made an appearance in The Simpsons. He didn't, no. Um, so probably Martin Prince. Mole Man. Brokaw, as in Tom. Nice. Uh, McCartney. Probably Paul. Oh, yeah. McCartney, yep. Star, Harrison. Yep. Uh, Weinstein. Harvey? I, God, I hope not. Well, it was the 95, so. Yeah. Um, Frank, Lovejoy, uh, Reese, Mike Reese, right, yep. uh, Quimby, Kristofsky, Terwilliger, Simpson, Hablap, Hablap. I know there's a Simpson name for that. I know there is. I don't know what it is. You can look it up if you want. Yeah, we've looked up enough stuff. Uh, uh, Borgnine, Ernest Borgnine, yep. and Murphy. And Murphy's such a common. (laughs) So I paused it a couple times and some of the names I got were Jackson. Michael Jackson. Michael Michael Jackson. Yeah. Kanzler, which I think might be a writer. Yeah, that one I don't know. Uh, Lazarus. Nice. Kim. Phillips. Dondelinger. Nice. uh, Pie. Arnie Pie. Arnie Pie in the sky. Uh, Chalmers. This is a funny one because it just means good day, but Guten Tag. Nice. Uh, Goodman. And I guess I didn't look through the list well enough because I also wrote down Borgnine. Nice. So, yeah, I like the Don DeLinger one. Yeah, that one was a good one. That's a good pull. So, as I mentioned previously, the computer stops on The Simpsons and then Burns wakes up and he just says Homer's name and... Bingo, the gunman has a Nemo. <laughs> Bingo, the gunman has a Nemo. And then we see a SWAT team bust into the Simpson house <laughs> looking for Homer as well as, you know, breaking shit. Yeah. I love and how the guy just stands next to the lamp, takes the butt of his gun and it goes just backwards yeah. and hits the lamp. Yep. I don't think it takes a SWAT team to arrest Homer, but okay. Well, and I mean, <laughs> Mr. Burns is important. Yep. And Lisa asks Wiggum what's going on, and he explains the DNA came back as Simpson, and Burns identified the, uh, identified Homer. Technically, and, that's true. Yep. Oh, yeah. And uh, Burn, Bart says, DNA, positive ID, those won't hold up <laughs> in any court. He <laughs> <laughs> tries to get Homer to run. He's like, run, Dad! But he pushes him into Lou, who uh, found a gun underneath Homer's car seat. Now, we're going to get to this later in the episode, yes. but this made me so angry. I did not I did not like it. Um, so Homer says he's never seen that gun before, but Homer's prints are all over it. Yeah, they took a glass, the glass from Homer's hand, they dusted it for prints, and it was apparently a match. Even though, even though to actually match fingerprints by eyesight, you have to use a magnifying glass. 
it depends on how good the print is. I mean, you can see no, some you, of the swirls and stuff. You still with your need naked you still eye. you still need to use a magnifying glass. You can't oh. see that with a naked eye. No, no, no. A full fingerprint, yes, but you can see like the swirls and stuff without a magnifying glass. Like you can look at your hand and see the swirls in your hand. That's true, but to properly identify yes. fingerprints, yeah. And uh, so Wiggum uh, pulls a bullet out of the gun. And checks it against the one that they have. Now, he just, that like, is something it. you can't do. No. No, that's A, tampering with evidence. And B, the correct way to match bullets is to fire that's right. a second bullet and then match, match those it. two bullets with the, what is it called, a strafe line? Yep. Exactly. And yeah. Wiggum's like, this bullet matches the one we took out of Burns. Homer Simpson, you're under arrest for attempted murder. Don't. Yeah, that's what they all say. They all say dough. <laughs> um, and so Homer's put in the back of a paddy wagon. Uh, mm. But, you know, the, the guys are hungry. They, they just arrested Homer. They got to go for lunch. Yeah. And so they uh, stop off at the good old Krusty Burger uh, before t- taking Homer to jail. Yep. And the wagon is too tall to go through the drive-thru. He's like, oh, I don't want to get out of the out of the van. I'm going to go up on the curb. So they drive up on the curb, and uh, Wiggum's weight tips the wagon over while he's trying to get his food. And uh, Homer escapes, and back to good old Jasper again. I'm yep. glad they brought him back for one, for one more. And he pulls up, he's like, the drive-thru, uh, he says, uh, it's not for parking. And uh, rams the wagon with his, like, 1940s so, convertible. Well, so what you forget to mention is that after the wagon tips over, the back door comes out, and yeah. Homer gets out, and before Jasper can ram the wagon, Homer leaps to get out of the way. Which yep. and I it's don't like think the, Homer is nimble enough to do that. No, it's uh, it's the exact shot for shot of, uh, uh, what was his name? Harrison Ford. The fugitive um, in the fugitive. I, it's in he, the book. I wrote it. Down. No, I know. <laughs> I, I know. I'm, I'm going through the scene. Thank you. Yeah. So when the, the train is coming to hit the, the bus yes. and he jumps out of the window, that's the shot for shot. And then as the train or the paddy wagon is after Homer, that's where you see him kind of running away from the, yeah. From the fugitive. Um, so back at the hospital, now, I thought they took birds to a better hospital. <laughs> Clearly not. <laughs> or maybe Nick is just not operating as a nurse. Apparently. And back at the hospital, Dr. Nick comes in to check on birds. He's like, hi, everybody. Homer, Homer Simpson. <laughs> that was a little weird. <laughs> well, yeah, but, well, no, because he can't say hi, Dr. I, Nick. I know. Homer Simpson. Son. Yeah, but Nick's like, that was weird. weird yeah. <laughs> And uh, uh, Dr. Nick starts talking to Burns. He's like, all I can say is Homer Simpson. He's like, Homer, Homer Simpson. Simpson. Simpson? Homer. Simpson Homer. Yeah. Simpson. <laughs> and he's like, that seems to be all you can say. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, Marge, Marge is back at home. He's like, Marge, they have such a strong case on Homer. And they say they have uh, his DNA. Um, and she's like, when I took your father's name, I took everything that came with it, including DNA. I mean, uh, 
technically that's, that's how that works. Technically, she's right because they do have three kids. She took his DNA, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, but she has Bouvier DNA, Correct. which is kind of weird that that didn't show up on the uh, the list. She must never handle a penny. That or it did, and I just we it dude that list went so fast. I know. Yeah, it was probably <laughs> on there. Yeah, it was like. Uh, Lisa's like, uh, it could have come from anyone except you because you're a Bouvier. And that's when she was like, no, no, yep. no, no. Uh, yeah, Marge, you, you, that's not how DNA works. No. Even, so, okay. So if you get married and legally change your name when you get married. Correct. Your DNA is obviously still your maiden name. But right. how does that go into the system? If you legally change your name in a court of law, does your D, I mean your DNA would come up as your new name. Correct. Yeah. Cause like, so let's say, let's say I had, but maybe that's correct. Then when I took your father's name, I took everything no, that came with it, including but, DNA. Cause but she didn't take his, no, she didn't no, take the no Simpson DNA. She did not. She, she took, she took his last name, but that doesn't mean she has Simpson DNA. No, but remember what I just said. If you legally change your name, your DNA would show up in the computer as... Well, your name would show up as your legal name, but yes. your DNA is still from your family. Yes, exactly. Yep. But I don't know what they were going for, I guess. Because the quote is they took... She did take the father's last name. So in the computer system... Even when it comes up as Simpson, it could have been any one of them because legally her last name is Simpson. Yes, but Marge is saying she has Simpson's DNA, which she does not. Okay. Which um, is what Lisa points out. Yes. But Lisa's also eight. Yeah, but Lisa's uh, also very smart. Yeah. So Lisa says the evidence isn't that concrete and points to the gun with Homer's fingerprints and a flashback shows of how... Homer got the fingerprints on the gun. Yeah. And this upset me because the he's reaching under oh I guess I can't I can't spoil it because we don't know the end of the episode yet, but he's reaching under the under the car and he <laughs> he uh kind of feels for uh he dro- uh, well, okay. drops his his ice cream, sorry. Um so Homer and Homer's driving with uh two Lisa. ice cream cones. Yep, with Lisa, and he's driving with his knees. And Lisa offers to hold one, but she's like, you chose fruit, you live with fruit. And he thinks Lisa's trying to steal one of his ice cream cones, you know, not trying to survive the uh, the trip home. Yeah. And one of the ice creams falls onto the floor and Homer, you know, tries to find it and accidentally touches the gun and gets a lollipop instead. And uh, he tucks it, in it. it in his shirt pocket. He'll save that guy for later. Even though he has no idea how it got there and, you know, who it belongs to. And it's been on his car floor. <laughs> but he'll save it. He'll save it for later. Yes. And uh, and Lisa says someone might have planted the gun. And Marge doesn't want to think about someone planting a gun. And, <laughs> and Grandpa's like, we all got to stick together if we're going to have any hope of bringing that awful Homer to justice. <laughs> um, Abe. Yeah, that's, that's your, your son. son. <laughs> uh, so now we see uh, Wiggum holding a news conference. And the picture they have of Homer is him wearing a shirt that says Hag in 88. 
I don't know. Uh, Again, that's another reference over the head. Yeah. Um, and so uh, Wigan brings up Smithers to give a statement on behalf of Burns, and Smithers <laughs> offers a $50,000 reward for Homer, dead or alive. So then everybody runs up, and I love how Wiggins like, wait for me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's not how that works. Um, and so we see Homer goes to the hospital, uh, and he's dressed like a doctor, uh, another fugitive reference, because that happens in The Fugitive. Yep. And uh, Burns sees him and he says Homer's name and he says it again. And Homer's like, you won't be saying my name anymore. <laughs> and he like kind of like hovers over him and, and the scene cuts to uh, Lisa. And she goes back to the, the town hall to look for clues where Burns was shot. And a pigeon lands on the building and it's like, clue, clue, clue. Oh, my God. And so uh, we we see Lisa having a flashback of Burns collapsing on the sundial. Um, and also, I would like to point out that the flashback shows Burns's gun holster clearly empty. And I'm pretty sure they did that intentionally. Yep. That's a nice shot. Yep. And so, um, where was I? So uh, Mr. Burns got shot with his own gun. <laughs> well, Yeah. Yeah, that's probably what it means. Um, and Sue, so Lou is apparently at the scene for whatever reason. And Lisa hears over the dispatch that Homer was spotted at the hospital. And so Lou takes off and Lisa takes off. And as as Lou takes off, there's a mob that's like right behind him with pitchforks. and. Do they have uh, police scanners at the ready? Maybe. Somebody does. Well, no, because, well, maybe... I don't know. Um, and so um, Apu, as the mob is running towards Homer, Apu is like, be careful when we capture him. We cannot claim the reward unless we have 51% of the carcass. <laughs> Are you planning on maiming him? <laughs> well, if he tries to escape, he might chop off a limb or two. Good Lord. So uh, so Lisa beats uh, the mob to Burns' room. And she's like, don't, don't shoot my dad. He's innocent. He wouldn't hurt a fly. And I'd like to point out the root Burns's root number is two F 20, which is the same as the production number of this episode. That is correct. That's awesome. Um, and so, uh, so then they open the door and they say Homer is shaking Burns, telling him to stop telling everyone it was him. <laughs> and Burns snaps out of it as Homer shaking him. And he's like, Smithers, who is this man uh, who's shaking me? Which angers Homer even more. And Homer grabs Wiggum's gun out of his holster and points it at Burns' head and tells Burns to tell everyone that he didn't shoot him. (laughs) Yep. And Burns is like, no, Homer didn't shoot me. Homer isn't smart enough, nor has the the fingers to do it. Which he does. He has an opposable thumb and a... Yep. Trigger. Yep. And then Burns reveals the mystery assailant. The one who shot me was... Bum, bum, bum. Maggie Simpson. Whoa. Did you even see that coming? I didn't see that coming. I mean, I saw it coming because I've seen the episode. But (laughs) when I originally... 
So I, you know, I'm trying to remember when I first saw this episode, if I knew Maggie was the one that shot Burns. I feel like I knew it, but I think when I first watched this episode, I forgot. Yep. And uh, Burns explains how he got shot by Maggie. He was uh, uh, taking a stroll after, you know, blocking out the sun. Yeah. And he wanted to take a lollipop um, from Maggie because, you yeah. know, he's like, I'm, uh, you know what? Well, I'm earlier try taking the d- can- candy from a baby. Well, earlier in the earlier in the day when he was with Mr. Smithers, he was talking about taking the lo- yep. you know, candy from a baby. Yep. And so he was like, well, without Smithers around, I'm going to go do this. Yep. But he wasn't strong enough. And during the struggle, his gun falls out of his holster and right into Maggie's lap. And Maggie pulled the trigger. Um, and then in the middle of the story, Homer pulls out the candy Burns was talking about. Yeah, that's the lollipop that he found on the ground. Yep. And uh, so this this is what kind of angers me the most. How the hell did the gun get to the front seat under Homer's car? Now, well, if you watch the scene, she Maggie shoots uh, Burns. She drops the gun. Burns drops the lollipop. And the... Gun drops onto the floor and rolls to that into the guns middle. Guns don't roll. Well, it didn't roll, guns but it don't like, roll. It would. It would. Okay, hit if the you ground. drop a gun, take a gun from like three feet and drop it and see if it lands in the same place. It will. It it's won't. heavy. It's a heavy piece of metal. It will, it's not going to roll anywhere. There's a handle involved. There's. It's not going to roll. And then the lollipop would have just stuck to the ground. It wouldn't have gone anywhere. Eh, not necessarily. No, I, I call bullshit. And even yeah. and even if, even if for the slight chance that it somehow magically made its way through a car seat, mind you, to be under another car seat. It didn't go through the car seat. Maggie dropped it on the ground. Okay, you dropped maybe, something on the ground and, and tried to make it go underneath your front car thing. seat. Maybe maybe it got kicked. Maybe Marge kicked it while they were in the car and she didn't realize what it was. How would she be in she would be in the back seat? Marge? Yeah. No, Marge she, would be in the front seat. Exactly. How would she kick the gun up to the front seat? Maggie was in the front seat. No. Because when you look a, at it, when you look at the car. The dog was in the back seat. Maggie wasn't in the front seat. Maggie she was, was. in look the at back the, seat. Look at look at the scene again. Burns really? is clearly in the front of the car when he tries to take the lollipop. No. Yeah. Go look at the scene again. I will. Yeah, she's in the front seat. Oh, I guess that makes wow, good call. I thought she was in the back seat. I guess no. it was okay. That's how the gun got there. I guess is this this is Marge's station wagon, isn't Correct. it? Correct. Yes. Okay, that's why she's in the front seat. Now, okay. why now why Homer would be driving with Lisa in Mar in and Marge's station wagon is a whole different story. It is okay. I retract my statement. I'm no longer angry. I completely understand. I just thought Maggie, I guess it was just a weird shot. I thought Maggie was in the back seat up against the window, but it wasn't. It was Santa's little helper. So question me. I retract my statement. I apologize. Simpsons did it fans. Um, so let's get back on 
to the episode. So, Lisa tells Burns that with his last ounce of strength, he pointed to W and S, or from your point of view, M and S, for Maggie Simpson. Burns is like, he's like, no, with my last ounce of strength, I sucked the cold fillings out and swallowed them. Those medics have sticky fingers. I mean, I don't think cold fillings are worth money, are they? I, I have no idea. Unless unless you get, like, can't you get, like, gold or silver fillings, too? You can. Yeah, so maybe that's why. Burns got 24 gold, you know, fillings. Yeah. That'd be my guess. So Marge, you know, tries to wrap up the episode. She's like, well, I'm just relieved that Homer's safe. And that we've, uh, that you've recovered and we can all get back to normal. If Maggie could talk, I'm sure she'd apologize for shooting you. And Burns is like, I'm afraid that's insufficient. Officer, arrest the baby. Ha! You right, Pops. No jury in the world's gonna convict a baby. Uh, maybe Texas. <laughs> well, first of all, it was an accident. Yes. And Burns is the one... That instigated the incident. Yeah. So, <laughs> first of all, nobody's going to arrest Maggie because she's baby. Yeah. Two, like, it wouldn't even get to a trial because the judge would be like, uh, why are we here? Yep. Yeah. Yep. And then uh, Marge says Maggie didn't mean to shoot Burns. It was an accident. And then the camera focuses on Maggie. And she does the shifty eye thing, which makes it seem like she meant to shoot Burns. But, I mean, to be fair, she he was trying to steal her lollipop, so. That's what happens when you try to steal candy from a baby. You get shot. You get shot. And then we see her sucking on her pacifier and gunshots are heard instead of a sucking noise. Yeah. And then through the... Uh, through the uh, closing credits, we hear uh, Tito Puente's band playing... Uh, the you know, the jazz, jazz music. Yeah. Well, I think it's or the mama Simpsons. music. Well, it's the Simpsons theme with his music. Yeah. Yep. So that was I, pretty cool. I love the second part. Um, I don't know. Like, it's a satisfying conclusion. I think, I think the misdirect to, to Maggie is fantastic. Cause everybody's like, oh, it's going to be Homer. Like they, they did, they did such a great job of the misdirection and like, keeping you on edge until the very end. Um, I, I think I'm going to give it a five. It's, it's a soft five. Everything's coming up. Millhouse. Um, I definitely will watch it. Uh, I would definitely seek it out, but it's just, it, it's like, it's a two part episode. So I'm trying not to compare it to the first part because the first part's the setup, And obviously this is the conclusion. Yeah. Um, but it's really good. I love Mo's interrogation scene. I love the different parodies. There is a couple of references that, you know, 27 years later, I, I, <laughs> I, don't. I mean, I'm not going to get them anyways. I mean, yep. um, so yeah, it was, it's, it's a fantastic episode. They did a really good job. It's a, it's a strong season premiere. Um, I'm glad they didn't pull a South park and not do the episode after teasing it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's fantastic and, uh, yeah, it's pretty good. Yep. So yeah, I'm, I'm the same five. Everything's coming up Millhouse. I mean, that Mo interrogation scene is literally the best part of this episode. 
followed oh, by sure. followed by the basic instinct uh willy scene <laughs> yeah. i mean good god oh, that's my that's your final warning um but yeah i mean it, i i i love when uh mr burns you know wakes up sees homer simpson and uh you know he's like oh he's like stop saying my name because Mr. Burns is just stuck saying it. And the Dr. Nick stuff was awesome. <laughs> like, I just, I laughed so hard when that came up again for me. It's like, Homer Simpson. <laughs> You're like, what? Oh, yeah. All I can say is Homer Simpson. Um, but, yeah, uh, fantastic beginning to the season. Obviously, they had to go somewhere because of season finale. But they yeah. definitely, they definitely brought their A game to open season seven. So I'm excited. I'm excited for the rest of the season. I hope you guys are excited for the rest of season seven, because what a fantastic season this is going to be. Um, hopefully we get all new uh, couch gags, some uh, chalkboard bags that are awesome. Um, one thing I do want to point out uh, as I did, as I've done so far through all the seasons uh, during the opening uh, intro, the car that is, hitting or trying to run Homer over going into the garage is still that, uh, sedan and, and not Marge's, uh, station wagon. Um, I have recently watched season, uh, started watching season 34. And if you guys haven't started that yet, fucking go watch it because I swear to God, they fired the writers from season 33 and started fresh because these first three, four episodes, have been fantastic. They've been absolutely amazing and a joy to watch. So uh, if you haven't checked out season 34 yet, definitely go check it out because it is absolutely fantastic. Um, So let's close it out with our character profile, Dr. Colossus. Um, His role, master of cartoon supervillainy. His accent, Germanic. His demeanor, arrogant but easily humbled Uh, his greatest advantage and disadvantage, his amazing colossal boots. So, yeah. So, uh, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, um, we're doing a giveaway for the beginning of season seven. Um, the way to win our prizes, which are three Homer Simpson, common Funko soda pops. Um, so one winner per, we're giving away three of them and you can enter on our, uh, Facebook and Instagram by liking or following us on either platform, commenting, um, you know, something about our episode and tagging two friends you think would really, really like our podcast. So that's how you enter. We're going to do the wheel of prize death, basically, where I put all your names in one wheel and it spins and it chooses your names. And I'll do that on camera so you guys know that I'm not cheating and just giving it away to my friends. Um, so check us out. Facebook, The Simpsons Did It Podcast. Instagram, at The Simpsons Did It Pod. Uh, you can check us out on Twitter, Simpsons Did It PC. Uh, you can head over to YouTube now and search for us at The Simpsons Did It Pod. So no more just searching for us through uh, the the search bar. You can just search our at sign name and voila, you'll get us. And make sure to subscribe. 
We are getting, getting and gaining more and more and more subscribers every single day and more views. So definitely keep up with that and comment and like our videos for uh, greater reach on the YouTubes. Um, if you want to give us a uh, voicemail message on how we're doing, give us a call, 612-584-0986. Leave us a voicemail. We have Jaden LeBron doing our voicemail message. It's absolutely hilarious, so go check that out. So until next time, I'm Steven Skolansky. And I'm Robert Skolansky. And this has been The Simpsons Did It. Shh.